Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. So I have not been that vocal about my relationship to my body over the course of these seasons. And you have brought it up, though. I've brought it fair. up. You've alluded but, to it. Yeah. yeah. But it has not been the sole topic of no. an episode. <laughs> no. And today I think it's time for me to kind of talk about it a little bit more. Mm. Because I've, ever since I was a lot younger, my body took the brunt of a lot of my pain. One of the ways in which I manifested that I was not good enough in my own life was my relationship to my body. Mm-hmm. So from being normal size, growing up, when my heart got broken for the first time at a very young age, I started eating. And I don't think I even noticed that I was doing that. Mm. But I got bigger and bigger and bigger and then proceeded to start yo-yo dieting to the point where I hated my body so much I developed an eating disorder. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a regular eating disorder. It was something called atopic bulimia where I would starve myself during the week And then I would binge on the weekends. And what that meant was, is that I would lose weight for five days and then put it all back on plus over the weekends. And coupled with that, I had total body dysmorphia. So I had no idea what I looked like. I'm still not entirely sure what I look like. And I'm still sorry. (laughs) I don't think it matters anymore. It Um, doesn't matter. But to be fair, most people don't know what they look like. We just don't have that objectivity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And... When I ended up going to therapy for it, I learned some interesting things. I learned that often people who develop eating disorders see the world in black and white. Sounds quite a lot like polarity. (laughs) They're often perfectionists. Mm -hmm. And it's often a way to try and control something. Mm -hmm. So funnily enough, even though I went to therapy for my eating disorder... I ended up starting to really look at a lot of the stuff that we talk about on this podcast. So the life of rules that I'd created, the polarity that I lived within, the fact Mm -hmm. that I didn't think I was good enough because not just of my mental, emotional, spiritual state, but because of my physical one. And that was the one that I was navigating the world within, right? That was Mm -hmm. the one I was, you know, if when relationships fell apart, I blamed it on my body. When I don't know, first day didn't turn into second or when I couldn't fit into the right clothes or I couldn't look like everyone else. I couldn't act like anyone else. I couldn't be like anyone else. All of that, I blamed it on my body. Mm. And so my body became this vehicle for, I literally wore my pain. And I find it fascinating because for someone who really wanted to pretend that I was okay, my body was literally a walking version of my pain. Mm-hmm. And I remember about halfway through my karma, working through it with together, mm-hmm. I suddenly had this kind of come to Jesus moment, as it were, where I realized that the only unconditional relationship of love that I'd ever had was with my body, not me with my body, but my body with me, because it always I was always able to do everything I wanted to do physically, mm-hmm. even though I blamed it for all the things that weren't working. Mm-hmm. And I also realized that it was the number one unrequited love relationship 
that I had. <laughs> it was literally a symbol of everything else because whilst it was keeping me alive, allowing me to navigate this world, I was hating it and blaming it for everything. And I was trying to push it away the more it mm. loved me for it. And as I started working through more and more, I started realizing that actually if it wasn't for my physical body being the way that it was for me, then I wouldn't have been able to handle the rest. What do you mean, be the way it was for you? I was always worried about the size of my thighs, mm-hmm. not the mm-hmm. fact that my thighs allowed me to walk places. Oh, you know, yeah. I was okay. always focused mm-hmm. on the size of my feet, not the fact that the more feet I had, the more grounded I could feel. Mm. Oh, I like that. You know, I always hated my broken heart, but my heart was always beating. And, you know, I remember in season one, we talk about in the episode, Let's Get Physical, we talk about our physical bodies and how they are the part of us that also shows us what's going on. Mm -hmm. And the truth is now I look back on it and my size and the fluctuations of my size and everything to do with my relationship to my body was this desire to be seen, but this desire to believe that I couldn't be seen, this desire to hide this desire to be protect mm. to protect myself physically i formed a barrier between myself and the world mm-hmm. and the relationship itself that i had with my body as i said it was unrequited love but there was no love in it and mm. the more i got out of my karma the more i injected love into that relationship the better my body worked the more i started looking the way i wanted to look but at the same time the more i started loving the way i always did look if that makes sense. And accepting it, right? Yeah. Even before loving it, I remember that, you know, you went through a period where you were, it was a process, as we discussed in the previous episode, everything is a process, it's step by step. And when it comes to developing that relationship to our physical bodies, like you, you went through a process of accepting it first. Yes. And that actually took longer than feeling the love for it, if you will. Oh, yeah, totally. It was, you know, I mean, the love almost comes instantaneously the moment full acceptance takes precedence. And you were like, yes, I, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I have these curves. It's a good thing. Yeah. No, yeah. it's true. And I have to say, like, for me, that was looking at the mirror and focusing on the bits I liked initially. It was <laughs> doing one loving act towards my body a day, whether it was something as stupid as going for a five minute walk or Mm. listening to it when it was tired or not shoving junk food at every meal or anything. It was just one loving act and it just grew and grew and grew from there. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, it was really looking at it and going, you know, this is the body that that orgasms. This is the body that, that touches Mm. other people. Now I realize my curves are a fucking blessing. Like I love that I'm curvy. I love that I'm curvy. I love that I have a waist. I love that I have a bit of a bum. I love my a shape. Bit. I mean, fuck off. <laughs> I'm going to downplay it. <laughs> but I do. And it's, and that's not because it's, it's never going to be the same as anyone else's ever. No. And as you, we said in the last episode about we want to constantly keep growing and evolving and doing things a bit better. I realized that for me, it wasn't about changing my body or changing my mind. It was about bringing them together as one. But I remember you saying something about how our weight and how we look has something to do with vibrations or something. I don't remember exactly. Do you remember? (laughs) So often, so sometimes, not all the time, because a lot of it has to do with our karma, but sometimes 
our coping mechanisms are born from how difficult it is to be in physical body on this earth plane. Because being in a low vibration hurts. And it's very hard. So when you come in a very connected person, you might be inclined to develop a coping mechanism in order to lower your vibration enough in order to match this vibration so it hurts less. If it's karma aside, then it, it could still be food, right? Food really lowers our vibration quite quickly. It could be smoking, it could be alcohol, it could be anything, right? So sometimes if we find it difficult to kick a coping mechanism we developed in our karma and we're post-karma, post-everything, it might be that right now we're just still not ready to allow our vibrations to just go that far up, right? It could just be really too challenging. But if you're from 3D to 5D, your vibration mm -hmm. has gone. You are living in a different world. So yes. does that yeah. create physical changes? I mean, I say this and I'm answering the question in my head because when I went into 5D, <laughs> I stopped smoking regular cigarettes as much. I started doing different things. Yeah. I started exercising. I started doing all these Daily. Things. Yeah. Daily exercise. You went from like minimal to like every day. Yeah. But like, so I do know that what well, weekdays, I'm still, I'm still a slightly, I mean, funnily enough, some of the patterns I picked up in my uh, atopic, atopic bulimia remain because I only exercise Monday to Friday. With Saturday and Sunday will always be rest days. I don't think anyone would accuse you of being unhealthy in that decision. So is that why that happens? Yeah, absolutely. It because it naturally happens. I just also just like really didn't want to eat red meat anymore. I certain foods I just got mm. put off. Like, is is it yeah. just naturally you've raised your vibration so your body can exist now? Absolutely, absolutely. And that's one of the reasons why we want to also support people's evolution and sort of get them to see it this way. Because as you've experienced, and we've all been there in terms of, to a certain degree, in terms of dieting or like eating programs and, you know, everything under the sun, and what we've put our bodies through is often we're not looking at the core issue of that or we're looking at it from just one particular angle, either through the mental body because, you know, our minds are so tortured and therefore we torture our physical bodies or our emotions are so tortured, therefore we physical we torture our physical bodies. But when we look at it holistically from the spiritual point of view and get to it through our karma, all of a sudden, all these things get a little bit easier to tackle. And we're not having to wake up every day and convince ourselves to exercise or convince ourselves to not eat that or eat this. It's funny because the way I approached it initially was I love, my favorite thing in the world is lying in the sun reading a book. As a byproduct of that, I get vitamin D, I get tanned, I feel better, etc. Right? Mm -hmm. And yes. so that was the way I approached exercise because I was like, I feel better when I wake up in the morning <laughs> and I'm immediately yes. out of the house moving. My mind works better. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've achieved mm -hmm. something from the start of the day. I feel like I have purpose a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, with my each day mm -hmm. has more of a meaning to it. Everything kind of is more aligned when I start that mm -hmm. way. And yes, okay. it's grounding, isn't it? Yeah. The byproduct yeah. is that, yeah, my ass gets higher, my waist gets smaller, <laughs> but it's not the reason. It's I'm not doing it right. that way around. And the other thing that I would mm -hmm. just also add very briefly is that when we're looking at our bodies from that external in way rather than the internal out way that I just described, often it's about it's allowing other people's shit to define who we are. You know, and how often is it that you see the most good look? I mean, it's happened to me before. The best looking guys I've ever been with ended up being the ugliest to me because their personalities were just horrible. Mm. you know we do end up seeing someone holistically and I'll never forget someone once said to me and I was like oh what do you think you know do you think I've lost weight or do you this or that and they just looked at me they just went whenever I see you I just see you you are you to me 
And I realize mm. it's true. So I'm the only one who really notices whether or not I've put on a centimeter or not, really. Mm-hmm. So it, it is an internal external that allows us to really shift and allows us to take yeah. our physical health seriously because we're doing it for ourselves because we want our physical bodies to match the rest of us in terms of how healthy they are. Yes. Yeah. And that's what consciousness teaches us, right? Because our physical bodies historically have always just been the mechanism by which we experience what it means to be human. Mm. And because we've always lived in separation, we've always been separate from our bodies. And our physical bodies, of course, have kind of suffered. We've just kind of beaten them to the ground until we die, pretty much, right? We just abuse them. You know, they're just here as tools of our own making, and then that's it. But the more conscious we become, the more we realize that that's not quite the case, right? Our, our physical bodies matter so much because outside is a reflection of what's inside. But what is inside is a reflection of all of our shit. Yeah. So even right. though it seemed that, you know, the virus like woke people up to their state of health, you know, because it was like so focused on health and like, oh, got to wear the gloves, got to wear the mask, you know, got to like, you know, take a shower and hand sanitize when we finish going to the shops. Actually, people were seeking more like easy fixes, Right. It's like if I can show that I it's still that external internal thing. I am showing that. And I found that that COVID did that a lot. It's like it became virtue signaling. It became this. Mm -hmm. I know this is the right thing to do. This is the ethical thing to do. This is the moral thing to do in the eyes of other people. How often do we skip meals because we don't have time? How often do we not take regular bathroom breaks because we have to get something finished? You know, we Mm -hmm. do do that. We naturally do that. And all of that trauma that we're carrying inside so effectively our karma all the suffering all the pain mm-hmm. all the ways we don't feel good enough all the ways in which we're giving away our power mm-hmm. that is what's inside of us and that is what's dictating how we're treating the whole of us so yeah. whilst i feel like healing our physical bodies can definitely serve as a conduit to healing our emotional trauma because you're at least giving love to one part of your body healing our emotional trauma can actually get, bring us to the point of healing the spiritual shit which can then allow Mm -hmm. us to heal everything. So when we talk about consciousness, we talk about the physical, emotional, and mental bodies being in union with each other, right? Which they can only be done when they're... Being healed. When when we talk about wholeness as in operating as one in 5D, Mm -hmm. that is when all four bodies are healed. So as long as you start healing them, the others follow. They're all they're all intertwined. It's like four family members, you know, when one or two or three start healing, they all kind of, you know, tend to, we, we move together. We have, well, let's call it fingers then. <laughs> if I start healing one finger, the others move. So it, does, it doesn't really matter where you go. Yes. And our healing, the progress that we make on our healing journeys or paths or whatever, you, you know, your whole adventure, as you like to call it, it will look different for everyone because they will carry their traumas differently. Yeah. Their traumas will present differently. So therefore, it is not the same for everyone. And just to add to that, what we mentioned also in our more spiritually season is that (laughs) when we're talking about purpose, there are four categories of purpose. It's the body that we're most natural in, Mm -hmm. whether it's mental, physical, spiritual, or emotional. And so often Mm -hmm. the body that we feel most natural in is the one which will carry, you know, which we the one that we start healing first. So for me, Mm -hmm. I'm very much a mental purpose kind of person. So my mental body was how I approached my healing first. I started it from Mm -hmm. kind of a more logical place and then allowed it to evolve from there. For someone, for example, who has more of a physical purpose, they might find themselves healing their physical body first and then moving on to the other stuff. You know, these are Mm -hmm. all, all the things we, we experience in our lives 
in and out of our karma, they're all clues, they're all building blocks to our purpose, to who we, we, we mm -hmm. are and where we are most naturally comfortable and confident and why we're here. But often when we're in our karma, when we're in 3D separation, those are the things that we battle down, that we that we fight against. So it really is about understanding that we have to heal all of our bodies. But at the same time, there will be some that lead to the others. For me, my physical was lost. So the reason the physical body is often the last body is because, well, first of all, we live in massive amounts of denial. So we allow, as you said, we just allow our emotional and mental and spiritual bodies to pretty much just get stamped down over and over and over again. And so, so what we require some illness to kind of take over, and that's what gets us to pay attention. But the problem is, is that often what happens is we become so taken in by our physical illness and recovery that we actually don't look at what the other cause mm -hmm. is. Right? We just think, oh, my body just gave up. My body is weak. It's tired, et cetera. I've got to deal with this. But that we forget that there's there are other bodies really needing our attention. Mm -hmm. The physical body is still breaking down from the moment we are born. We are like a car. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? There's only going to be so much life in us. So we need to be able to use it to its maximum potential, but also take care of it if we are only allowed this one car for our entire lives. And so we need to understand what the inner workings of that car is, right? We can't just assume that we just put gas in it and therefore it will run. There's so many other parts to us that require maintenance, that requ require a bit of work. I mean, I'm so bad and at taking it's my gonna be... services. It explains a lot why Ugh. I was so bad at exercising. Go on. But it takes being sensitive, right? But if we grow up and we're socialized and conditioned in a world that tells us, don't look what's on the inside, that, that you know, that'll just create too many problems and don't go looking for problems that shouldn't be there I'm anyway, pretty right? pretty sure that's what my, my mother said to me when I started therapy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And don't come blaming us. Yeah. We didn't do anything. We did the best which we could. Which is true. Which is always true. <laughs> it's yeah. true. It's very true. And the point is, is that it's not anyone else's issue. It's yeah. our own. Exactly. Right? And their physical issues are our own. But ever since corona happened, everybody's physical issues became everyone else's yeah. problem. What happened was we weren't just dealing what was, you know, what was affecting our physical bodies. We were also beginning to confront all of our fears that surfaced mm -hmm. as a result. Because the moments our physical bodies start to break down, what happens is that you can imagine our emotional and mental and spiritual bodies find room to escape. Mm -hmm. Right? As if like if the cracks start to get bigger and bigger in our physical bodies, then the energy from our other bodies kind of start to surface because they're like, whoo, finally, finally, we get to surface because the energy has to move. That's how it works. And it's worth mentioning that, you know, we've understood this for much longer than people have really acknowledged because what happened in separation was well, pretty much religion ruined everything. But, you know, science and spirituality got separated. There has always been an understanding, at least holistically, that there's a greater connection than we've ever fully acknowledged. So science started to rule and spirituality took a back seat. We're having to see, though, that in order to be fully holistic beings, we need the two to go in to work hand in hand. And that's the one upside about this corona period was I think a lot of people started to take a somewhat different perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, as we discuss this, because, again, we haven't really discussed the physical body that much, except for that one episode that we did, Let's Get Physical, is the fact that now if we're really on the precipice, sorry, 
because I was going to rephrase, but I decided not to. But now that we are on the precipice of 5D, now that we are hitting not just consciousness, but we're capable of higher consciousness, and but what we're lacking is critical mass, what's going to help get us there is this hyper-awareness of our physical bodies in order to heal them. Because effectively, all this is, is stepping up and learning how to take responsibility for ourselves, our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yes, yes, we can talk about discovering our purpose, you know, and understanding and re- maybe understanding and reinvigorating our relationships that feels like that our growth and evolution has been nonstop because we've been doing all of oh, that. Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be nonstop until 2024. Yeah. And then after that, it's going to be like uh, even oh, faster. Really? Oh, excellent news. Yeah. Yeah. And, but we won't be able to get to that phase until our physical bodies heal enough in order to support us through yeah. that next stage. Which makes sense. And so those of us who are not in optimal health, are going to miss out. And I say that sincerely because we are going to like, we'll, we'll then be stuck dealing with more of our physical issues than all the other issues that we'd much rather. The fun to. stuff you mean. Or the stuff that's really going to move us into our growth and evolution even faster. Maybe it's a mental thing. Maybe it's an emotional thing, but certain things are going to take a back seat until we can get our physical bodies up to date. If you will, we just need to upgrade our operating system. If you and will. Look, it's not about us sitting here and Having had my story at the beginning, it will never be me sitting here telling someone to lose weight, to exercise more, to diet. It will never be any of that. All we are saying is to come at one with your body, to bring your body and your mind or your emotions together. And that could very well be accepting exactly who you are and Mm -hmm. coming to peace with it. And that is often the first stage of anything. We are not saying Mm -hmm. what you're doing is wrong in any way. Obviously, we don't believe in right and wrong. No. but (laughs) Just be you. It's just about being you, not trying to morph your body into being someone else. Whether that someone else is so far away from who you are because you're hiding Or that body is somehow, you believe, not fitting in with some societal norm that effectively is BS anyway. And I don't want to panic anyone by saying, okay, by the time, you know, if you're not at at X point by 2024, the plane's taking off without you. That's not how it works. But what happens is that the faster the energy moves, but your energy is not you know, vibrationally in tune with that, it's just going to feel a little bit harder, right? You're just going to feel a little bit behind and we don't want you to feel that way. It doesn't have to be that way. I mean, and it's, 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 you know, what's, what's great is that we're not at that watershed moment. I mean, we, if there was one positive to come out of this period of Corona, you know, the virus, et cetera, was that it woke us up to our bodies. Literally, we had to confront our health. Now, some of us just quickly looked at it and then buried our heads in the sand. Others, you know, others battled through their karma with it, but at least it got us aware of our physical bodies again. I mean, think about how many people tried at-home exercise during lockdowns too. That wasn't I mean, so bad, my, you know. My my, my uh, attention span for lockdown exercise at home was like one out of a hundred, <laughs> if that. I literally switch it on and then walk into the other room. But <laughs> that's fair. But so the energy. So as I was saying, that um, the energy is going to really start to ramp up and fly. What is this kind of energy? Okay, it's going to be twofold ram. But it it will be quite fast moving in a way where if you noticed sort of towards the end-ish of 2021, like there was that period where you were like, I don't even know what day it is. Could it be a weekend? There's no such thing anymore. And what time is it? I thought it was 10 a.m., but no, it's 7 p.m. I don't even know how that worked. So imagine that times 10. 
And so imagine how important, if it's that fast and intense an energy, how grounded you will need to be in your own energy in order to keep up with that. And if your physical body is not healed enough, you cannot ground that energy properly. So then what's going to happen is if you cannot feel grounded, what do you do? You're going to fall back on those coping mechanisms. You're going to use some kind of external force in order to allow for that grounding. But that's actually a kind of grounding that doesn't allow you to avail yourselves of that type of energy. It stagnates. But why would you want this energy in the first place? What was the second thing it does? Oh, it aids your evolution because it doesn't allow you to feel stuck at all. So you're going to move from one thing to the next. And wait, I did not reap the full potential of this one relationship or this one thing. Fine. Another thing's going to come and it's going to aid your growth and evolution. Uh-huh. But in a nice way. Depends on where you are in your karma. But yeah, it could be a really nice thing. If you're thing. out of your karma and you're 5D. Yeah, it's cool. So do you want, do you it's cool. So what's beautiful is that this energy will bring us into 2023. So the more we invest in ourselves, the more we put towards our betterment, whatever area that is and what is required, we will see results. That is how powerful it is. And so that energy will begin in, it's going to be, it should be winter solstice 2022. I was seeing autumn, but I was seeing winter and I was like, why? And I was like, oh. Okay. So basically, (laughs) so winter. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Conversations Liz has in her head. Um, So basically from around then, we're going to really start feeling this ramping up of movement and change and excitement or healing. And as we said, whatever body starts, we'll get to all the bodies anyway. So it's really Mm -hmm. about trying to get ourselves back into oneness with ourselves because you can't be grounded. See, this is the thing. And I just really want to like kind of add this before we finish. When we, when you talk (laughs) about grounding in energy, it's not about, being able to run the six minute mile. It's about knowing who you are in everybody. So at the beginning of this episode, when I was talking about learning to love myself, accept myself, my curves, my ass, whatever else, I didn't become like a size zero. That's not what happened. I didn't all of a sudden have zero cholesterol. That's not what happened. But what happened was, is I accepted who I was and I healed my relationship with my physical body so that I could allow it to keep evolving itself into the best way it could be at that time and that's what we're saying we're not saying go out and get a measuring tape get on by scales uh, even exercise every day we're just saying pay attention to it and love it the best way you can Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.